there is one and then there's the other and yay two fools rushing stuff and things indeed beware you are warned hey everybody yeah so how's your week been since we saw each other um pretty quiet it was nice having monday off but going to work tuesday sucked even more yeah yeah because a day off when everyone else didn't just means I go into a bunch of emails and a bunch of, hey, while you were out, uh, messages. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, it kind of, kind of blows a little. But I spent most of Tuesday catching up and sending approvals for or replies to approval emails for jobs that got you know okayed while I was out. Yeah, it's like everything in the past month and a half happened on Monday. So <laughs> I think I sent nine jobs Tuesday. Wow. But that was fun. I binged uh, beef. I've been hesitant to watch that. I don't know why. I just just didn't appeal to me. Um, I, it's it's one of those things like I'll never read that book unless I know exactly what it's about. Then I'll read it to actually be there when it happened, kind of thing. So like, I'm better off if I know spoilers. I don't think I've ever actively rooted for two main characters to die as much as I did in that. Yeah, they're they're both kind of Karens, aren't they? They're both awful. Another um, reason why I didn't jump on it when I first saw it. I mean, it it is well deserving of all of the awards that it has won so far. And I hope that if there are more award shows that it's eligible for, it wins them for the acting because Stephen Young and Ali Wong were both fantastic. No, I just, just realized she's that's Bill Hader's girlfriend, right? Correct. And now wife. I don't know. They have kids or something, don't they? No, no. She was married previously. Okay. Uh, her and her husband amicably splits, and she is dating Mr. Hader now. Yeah, I, I really like him. Sorry, just derail. Yeah. Continue. Um, it's, it's an interesting, like, man, there are some things that I feel like to accurately understand, I would need to be more versed in uh, Asian family culture. Uh, but I mean, the story works without being well-versed in it. Um, but man, uh, both, both Ali Wong's character and Stephen Young's character, uh, just leave you feeling, uh, like they're both just the worst fucking people. 
Okay. The final, uh, it's not the final episode, but the like climax of the series is the wrap up. Uh, it's not even the wrap up. This is, this okay. is like, uh, <clears throat> is something that's going to like in threat of being renewed. I don't think, I don't think that they could have another season of this. Uh, it, it certainly would lose something if you decided to carry on the story. But we'll call it the, the climactic final battle is a batshit insane home invasion gone wrong police SWAT shootout weird shit uh and it does include one of the most gruesome deaths in a TV show. Wow. It made me think of uh, Daredevil. In the door? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that would top my list of... Tell me about the worst thing you saw on the show. And I didn't even see it. You you were there enough for it. And honestly, yeah. I think it's the next episode where you see the dude hosing off the car. Uh-huh. That makes it even more gross. Yes, there are some definite uh not that I'm saying that they use the that two episode thing as, as inspiration, but there are definitive parallels and uh imagery that you, you see the death, you see the aftermath, and you're like, wow, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah, this, this is very much uh, Daredevil again. Well, yeah, that's horrible, uh, Daredevil, but it really sets the pace because that's like the third episode. Right which comes right after the second episode, which is probably Matt's best episode. Probably. He usually does. Because, because he is, uh, <laughs> that's the one where he fights in the hallway, and it's just freaking, you can see it weigh on his, him as, as that fight goes on, and then he just kind of like stumbles into the room and walks out with the kid. Yeah. So it's like you leave that episode, you know, just freaking cheering for the the hero and then the very next episode um you have the bad guy showing just how fucking bad he is yeah yeah and it was what was it it was uh no it might have been later in the season because it was in response to them interrupting his dinner right Yes. So it might not have been the third episode. Because it was you know, when him and Vanessa had their first date or whatever. I think it was yeah. the fourth. Okay. Something like that. I mean, it, it says something to the fact that I remember her name. Yes. You know, how powerful. A, I, I think their relationship was unique, which is really kind of uh, 
cool to see how devoted they became to each other by the end of it and just how monstrous he was to protect it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, beef is it. Sorry, it is that was another tangent. Sorry. It, it, beef is well worth the four-ish hours it takes to get through the ten episodes. Uh, I don't personally believe that it's the kind of series that I would rewatch. Okay. Um, but then, like, I have a really weird set of criteria for things that I'm going to go back and rewatch. So, but yeah, it was it it was a good time. Um, totally understand the hype about it. I knew that Ali Wong was a great comedian. I enjoy her stand up. Yeah, I've seen a lot of her stand up over the years. I am a fan of Stephen Young from The Walking Dead. I knew he yes. had great, great acting chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not disappoint. Even though the whole time I literally was for them both to die. Yeah, you'll have it. I watched a... Uh series called Fool Me Once set in set in Britain I was just going to mention that because like apparently that guy must just write shitty like uh, mystery novels or something because I found like three other series that he's done so far and there's probably more they're shitty well it's one of those things where, like, you can tell from the twist and turns that, like, it's like a summer read on the beach book. Oh, I see. Yeah, it, um, it was definitely <clears throat> twisty. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, okay, I got this figured out. And then the next episode, it just avails you of that misconception. Right. And, but um, the the thing that kept me watching it, honestly, was uh, just the the main uh, character, her, the actress that plays her, is fucking gorgeous. Oh my god, she's fucking beautiful, and she can actually act. So it was, it was like, okay, well, um, they're they're kind of losing me because the story's going in like a number of different directions, uh, and I thought I had it figured out once or twice, and it wasn't until near the end that I knew how it would end. But yeah, it was it was funny because I came uh, upstairs yesterday and I walked past the living room door and I saw Karen was like on episode four <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this. <laughs> so yeah, because I finished that one and then there's another one that had Michael C. Hall as the main character and then there's another one called Shelter that was on Amazon, which is apparently part of some kind of trilogy. But like, you're going to watch them and just think like, eh, it really doesn't matter because there's going to be three more completely different twists before this is over. And yeah. It didn't seem like they were hinting at them. Like, 
it wasn't like there was a bunch of clues and I missed them. It just kind of seemed like it's, it's, a lot of the stuff was just going to come out of nowhere because they just didn't show you anything. To yeah, you it's just slowly they pull the, the curtain back and you <clears> see more <throat> and more of the story. Because all the stuff was, uh, was there uh, in that story. Uh, you know, the flashbacks never changed or anything. They just showed you more of them. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't show you anything unreliable, but they also didn't make it so it was like, oh, you should have put this and this together earlier. It's just kind of like, no, they just didn't show us that earlier. I thought the mother in law was absolutely horrific. And that kept, that also kept me in the series because she was just so horrible. I wanted to just stick around and hopefully she got what she deserved kind of thing. Um, I mean, she played a rich person, so. Yeah, but just the way she, I don't know, talked and dismissed other people. I watched that newly, uh, new, uh, the girl from Big Bang, uh, Penny. Kaylee, Kylie, Kaylee, that's it. Uh, there's a uh, role play, I think, is the movie on it is. Netflix. It is. I was going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I just watched that last night. It's awesome. It's a movie? It's, it's, not, it's not great. It's real bad. Uh... I knew it was going to... Well, okay. One, I knew what I was in for when I saw action thriller featuring Kaylee Cuoco in the lead. Okay. She didn't do bad, I don't think. No, 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 she didn't. She's she's bad. The the character that's after her, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to punch the TV. I hated her so much. Yeah. So... But no, I mean she's done she's done some actiony stuff in the past, so that's not the new thing. But oh my god, the dialogue in this movie was just awful. Uh, here's really a real, tell me about it, Bob. Here's a real banger. Two people on on walkies talking. One says to the other, "Go check the back of the house," and the other says, "Yes, I will check the back of the house." Wow. wow. That just shows you those were filmed at separate times and the other person's dialogue wasn't immediate. It's just like, oh, that's not how people talk. Like, I don't know if people have just forgotten how people talk, but I feel like the last couple of things that I've watched, a lot of the writing felt very much like they just wrote it as like weird individual scenes that she would be like performing when you were going to uh, like an audition or something like they just seem very much like this is not a natural conversation. Somebody would be having like, this was just written like, Oh, this will be a good one for people to act out dramatically in some kind of class somewhere. But not like this feels like something real people (laughs) would say in real life. And then that person that wrote all those scenes for teaching said, well, I don't want all this to go to waste. I'll just put it in one book. Yeah, 
But it, it's across multiple one. different series and movies that I've been noticing where everything just feels like they made like one out of place, overly dramatic scene and then did it a bunch more times and colored a movie. Okay. Like they, they have just the characters changed just slightly enough each time that it's like, eh, that's not how they were just acting over here. And now you're acting all over dramatic just for this scene. I don't know. It's just, I feel like writing has just gone way downhill lately. Well, and also I think the left, the speed and uh, volume of which we consume uh, television movies series uh, has increased so much that you can see the ripples in the differences. You know what I mean? You know, whereas, you know, okay, I can get used to this actress's bad acting because I, I watch the show every week, but when you see episode after episode, it kind of stands out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, help, it helps. I don't know. It helps the flaws show up more, I guess. But at the same time, like if you're filming a bunch of separate episodes, it's different than filming like an eight part series all in one film shoot. So like sitcoms, I get like, they're literally filming new episodes every week or a couple episodes at a time type of thing. But with the, uh, with these things, it's, it's all one shoot. So it shouldn't seem as terrible. Like if it was a regular sitcom and it was, you know, multiple seasons, I get there's a difference there. Or if it was literally something that came from television, I get it. Cause you're filming something different every week, but when you filmed it all, in like a four week shoot and then edited it up for your eight episodes. I feel like it shouldn't be that drastic. You get a better cross section of, of the film you used. Right. Can anybody say, let's do that one again. (laughs) Right. Or just not make it like, well, I want this scene to make these actors just look good, but it means nothing to the story or it's not the same character tone that they used and all the rest of the parts of it. It's I did notice the, at the beginning of that uh, role play that it was produced by Kaylee Cuoco. So it was, she paid for it. Yeah. If that says anything, but you know, that's usually uh, a Netflix deal. I mean, Jennifer Aniston and uh, um, Adam Sandler have, you know, deals to do so many movies. And I think they teamed up on a couple of them to mm-hmm. knock them out. Yep. And honestly, those movies are fun. <laughs> they're not great, but they're not supposed to be. Those, yeah. those movies are pretty fun. I really yeah. enjoy Adam Sandler more every time I see what he puts out versus what some of the other people put out because you know it's going to be better than it should be but at the same time he's just getting a vacation for all of his friends yeah so you know what he's doing and honestly he has uh chemistry with all these uh actresses that he stars with like uh him and uh jennifer aniston just I think they work as, as far as uh, co-stars or as a 
you know, on-screen couple. Same right. with Drew Barrymore. I guess she doesn't well, do as many movies anymore. So Jennifer Anderson is literally his neighbor. Yes, yes. But I don't know. It just seems uh, some. You can see why back in the day they would do so many movies like with the same casts over and over because yeah. These you don't want to show up on a tight film schedule with a bunch of hard to work with people. Yeah, or people who don't like each other. Well, yeah, they were on slightly smaller budgets back in the day. Before this person place. has to be the center of attention, but this one does too. You know, so it's like, that's not going to fly. So we could talk about something that's on Netflix that was actually really good. What's that? The Lift. I did not watch it. It did not sound good. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was. I mean, it's it's an action flick. You're you're you should go into it with the expectation that you are going to watch an action movie. It's a Kevin Hart comedy action heist. Yeah, Man from Toronto was really good. I oh, like that. Right, that's the one that's getting such shit reviews. Lift. Is it? I think so. I mean, if you watch the preview and you're like, okay, this is an action film. It's going to have Kevin Hart and a bunch of character actors that I know. Uh, you're, you're, it's hard to be disappointed. I went in expecting something absurd. I got an absurd movie. You finished your popcorn. That's what you're saying. I, yeah, I finished my popcorn. I had a good time. If if somebody was pissy about that movie, I, I I'm struggling to understand what you were expecting. Yeah, I, I mean not not to pick on Kevin Hart because I am I've watched plenty of his movies and stand-ups and I'm usually that's exactly what I walked into but I don't expect to be moved by right. his his storytelling or his acting uh, the one with Mark Wahlberg where it was he always does like a crazy stunt on his birthday yeah was fucking hilarious <laughs> I, I yeah. laughed several out loud there but uh it wasn't I mean, anything special i mean the premise of the movie is that kevin hart has a team of people they are they are a known uh gang of art thieves i guess hearts uh, 11 <laughs> kind of yeah they get caught and the deal is uh, this guy, this super bad guy who was played by the same actor, I can't remember his name. Super bad guy. Uh, Leon the Professional. Okay. The French uh, actor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is, he's the bad guy. He's going to do bad things and he's transferring $500 million of his own gold from a bank in England to a bank in Sweden to pay this terrorist group to do bad things. Interpol wants him stopped, but they can't stop him because there's nothing illegal about transferring your own gold. 
So they hire Kevin Hart's crew to steal the gold. Okay. Stop the payment. Okay. Yeah. Well, the hitch is they're going to have to stop. Because we can't just shoot out, shoot the plane down. Right. So, well, it's, it's going on a commercial civilian plane. So no. Okay. So you can't shoot the plane down. Right. You're going to have to bomb it and blame it on someone. Right. So. Greater good folks. Come on. Right. Uh, so they, uh, they hire him to do a high, a gold heist midair. As should do. There are some points that, you know, you have to set suspend disbelief. Physics. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a couple of points, but like it, they, they hand wave it away enough to you're like, okay, well, I mean, sure. Experimental prototype jet. Sure. Got it. That that hand waves away a lot of the physics of, of the midair. Unobtainium. Yes. Right. So, okay, fine. Um, but there's great action sequences. There's a moving enough story. There's, you know, a, a rom-com aspect. If, if you want to watch it with a lady who likes the rom-coms, uh, it, it was it was a perfectly acceptable hour and 46 minutes of my life. That's actually pretty long for an action movie. Right. Usually they come in uh, under an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, it was it was totally fine. They do some there. There's a couple of things that happen where you're like, oh, well, that's a nice callback in like tying up that loose end from earlier in the story. Okay. Like I said, if, if if you were unhappy with it, it's it's because you were expecting highbrow cinema from an action. Oh, you're expecting highbrow acting from a loud little comedian. Right. Like, look at the cast. I know what I'm getting with Kevin Hart. Right. Yeah. And if I watch a Kevin Hart movie, it's because I want to watch a Kevin Kevin Hart movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I would, you know, kick bricks because I was uh, mad that I got robbed. But... Right. Like, would I have gone to the theater to see it? Probably not. But that's... What well, like, would you go to theater to see anymore? Right. Like, I, if I'm going to the theater now, unless it's to see uh, Strays with my wife, because we had nothing to do on a Saturday morning, um, you know, like, I, generally going to the theater is, is to see something some blockbuster yeah my wife just walked through the room looking at me like what the fuck like and even when we went to go see strays we knew what we were going to see like we were not going for highbrow cinema we had both talked about the fact that you know we we loved the the talking animal movies when we were kids so, so you're version. So you're saying heist thumbs up. 
Yeah, I'm saying the or, or at least uh, <clears throat> if you like A, will not waste yeah. your time. If you enjoy Kevin Hart movies, if you enjoy action movies, if you have an hour and 46 minutes to kill and just want to watch something fun, then yeah, watch it. I watched that entire series uh, obliterated, and uh, it was pretty, pretty dumb at times, but it was funny. I did not watch that. It was it was pretty funny, and they had a lot of uh, elements where they planted a seed in episode three, and then harvested it in episode four, kind of thing. Okay. okay. So they 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 had multiple storylines for multiple, you know, for each character to okay. uh, kind of play out and, and resolve by the end of it, which was okay. honestly one of the last things that gets resolved is uh, on our rooftop at the on the last episode, and it was quite satisfying, actually. Because huh. it was like a minor storyline, it seemed like, and for it actually get a conclusion was kind of cool. Okay. And plus, you have to watch it because, um, the like one of the last lines in the movie. I mean, if you're never going to watch it, I'll just tell you. Bitch, better have my money. No, um, the two characters that are hating each other throughout the series finally start to make out, and uh, she calls him. Uh, I think his last name's Holler. And he goes, call me Chad. And she goes, I forgot your name's fucking Chad. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Chad's got to watch this. Okay, I will watch it for that. So, yeah, that that was my biggest laugh in the entire series. Okay. I mean, th there was plenty to laugh at, but that had a, you know, yeah, special, yeah. you know, fool's connection. So. Something that only a Chad could, or a friend of a Chad could laugh. Yeah. Forgot your fucking name's Chad. <laughs> yeah. She's so disgusted, but yet she still, you know, keeps making that with him. So it's funny. Seems legit. Apparently. No matter how repugnant the chads are they always get the chicks something like that <laughs> it's, no, it's no chadwick with a y uh, it's no chadwick with a y but what uh, is talk why because we say so talk about a fucking callback jesus uh that's a that's a hazy callback <sighs> there are a lot of things that are hazy and there's a lot of things that are colorful. <sighs> but that that was not one of them. Well, it so happened we, a lot. So, it wasn't so like aside from uh, uh, moving pictures um, consumption, we, uh, we managed to actually see each other face-to-face -face this weekend. We did. And we got to play a new game. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about it, but yeah, oh, really? we did. Oh, I, mean, I thought it was fun. I'm sure you did. Uh, apparently, <laughs> it's not new. Like, 
Oh no, it's been out for years. Yeah, I thought it was something that like. Well, it's a new game to our table, Uh, right? But I was looking it up because I'm like, oh, I wonder, like, whatever, and it was like 2016. Yeah, I I thought it was fun, and mostly because it has kind of a a D and D element. Oh, I and and would absolutely be a fun way to lead into a uh, character driven role playing session. Yeah, Um, I immensely enjoyed the game. uh, The game was called Role Player, right? Mm -hmm. And the object is to roll dice, collect different colored dice, place them on your character sheet in in a line to add up your stats. There's different things you can do to re-roll dice, swap their positions, uh, um, turn them upside down. So if you had a one, it becomes a six kind of thing. Uh, and then you pick up cards, either equipment or abilities or um, just things that happen when you purchase it to that effect your end goal of getting victory points in which, yes, I won, but I had an advantage. Cheater. I did not cheat. I just had an advantage. Well, the problem was I did everything I was supposed to do and Chad did what he was supposed to do and our paths were just not good enough. Well, mostly because the one path I took I was able to add to it every turn. So I just bought a skill and I added to it. True. And the other one, I I foregoed the make sure your stats equal this number or between this range to acquire victory points. And that was hard to do. And it required a lot of sacrifices, you know, couldn't buy that card if I wanted to do this because I had to, you know, apply it differently so that I can move a dice or turn a dice or whatever. Um, I focused on getting colors in a row and that got me more points than the stats would have. Yeah. Because I managed to hit one or two of the stats. So, yeah, I, I think it was less um, have one game plan and more try to hit as many um, conditions or varied conditions from different places. Like we all got the, the alignment one. That wasn't hard to do. Nope. Uh, two of us are... Yeah, two of us got the app, the max from equipment uh, purchases. Yep. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, they're, they're, I mean, goals were met. It's just how they're going to add up in the end, I think, is where, where it's uh, more important. Not that I was conscious of this when I was, when we were playing it, but... I thought it was neat. I, I was most impressed with the the way the big card was laid out so the dice would sit. You know, you could have easily had that be a um, 
a sheet of paper that the dice sit on. But because it was a cardboard thing and it punched out, the dice would, even if you jostled it, the dice wouldn't move. That was nice. Yes, um, it, it was a very the, well And that was the race, the, the base plaque was your, just your race. And it was, uh, you can flip it over male or female, your choice. Um, and then you, there was a space to put your class and a space to put your kind of personality, I think it was. Background. Uh, background. Um, so, and all of these things had goals and uh, victory points that could be awarded based on um, how you statted up your characters or what dice you used to construct them. So. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, next time, I, I will not be going for the chainmail. Chainmail seemed like a pipe dream because it was so many. I mean, you only get with four players, uh, you only have so many rounds. You had, what, like 10 rounds? Right. So... You I guess spent I could five of you, you spent five of them to get eight victory points. No, how many victory points was it if you had been able to pick all of them up? I got all. I got the five bonus. Okay. Yeah, because you got the, the tower yeah. shield, which which completed yeah. it. It was, but that it was, was how, ten victory points. Okay, so five turns towards ten victory points. Right. Meanwhile, I bought a skill, which got me a victory point, and I put a purple dice in this line, which made the third purple dice, which got me two victory points. Right. On one turn. Well, I mean, it was and, and if you had, five, you and you had five pieces, you had five pieces, which the total max of that was ten. That, that was only two, two victory points for that purchase. Right. So, yeah. It's it's the turn thing that mattered, and I would, I would purposely put pick low low numbers on the initiative track just so I'd ensure that I was going first or second to get to get the card I wanted. Where you guys were picking higher dice because you wanted to place a a better stat in the on the card. I sacrificed my character's intelligence and wisdom pretty hard. I think he had a five in wisdom. Nice. Ooh, that's high. Yeah. And his intelligence was, I don't think it was in double digits. I think it was like eight. Congrats on your achievement, D. Hey, thanks. I can oh. log off for the season. Oh, did you know. get, did you make a hundred? Yeah. First character I did it on because I haven't gone back to the Eternal Realm really much to do anything else with the other ones. So, Are there any uh, leaks or news about what the next season is about? Or <clears throat> it's there's starting articles coming out. It's called the construct season of the construct. Yeah, uh, you'll have a pet. Is the big thing. Oh, that okay? Cool. That's why I don't play a necromancer. So, hmm. 
Yeah, I could not imagine. Like, I'm playing my Necromancer right now just to, like, see if this becomes a thing that I'm interested in. And to have another thing following you around, was that going to be? Right, right. To have even more screen pollution on top of all this. I just asking a bit. I don't know if that's something that I'm going to be interested in. It depends. Is the pet going to pick up like items on the ground for me? No. 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 They've confirmed no. Yes. Ah. Because I know people talk about the other games, like you've got a pet that would just basically right trash. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, that would be like, super handy. You're introducing pets, and that would be a great thing for them to do. Yep. But nope, they didn't care. That is dumb. It's gonna happen. Remember, remember the things uh, in World of Warcraft. You could get those little vanity pets they had for like some of the events. You know, like yes. the little, the little baby core hound or something. Yeah, those were cool. If it's that size. I can ignore it. Yeah, but this has like abilities and yeah. If, I, if there's some pet thing I have to manage, I don't got any buttons left on my fucking controller. No, it's going to be like basically in town or wherever. I guess really, you'll set what it's going to do for you, and then oh, so it's on autopilot. Kinda, yeah. If if. Combat is initiated, uh, it cowers in a bush. Oh, no, no, I'm sure that it's going to be in the thick of things fighting alongside you, but I just, I don't know. Eh, it's a season. Yeah, I mean... It'll, it'll either be fun or I'll be able to just play as normal and ignore it. <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoyed Season two, season of blood. You know, could I didn't like the heart thing in the first one, and I think yeah. that was growing pains of them uh, making something that clogs up your inventory purposely. Yeah, and not realizing that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I I did not care for season one. Um, the other problem with season one. Uh, like there were specific hearts that each class wanted. And once you got those hearts, you just didn't give a shit about the rest of them. Yeah. They were just clutter. Yeah. You you uh, would look for a better one than, than the right. one you had, but right beyond, beyond that, it was nothing. One of the things I really enjoy about. And it seemed like most classes were after the same one. Yes. Yes. Everybody wanted the barber. And then, you know, the other hearts were just like class specific hearts. But uh, one of the things I really like about a season of blood, I have two characters at a hundred. I have my necromancer I'm on right now. I'm mid fifties. Uh, so I have vampire powers unlocked on, on all of them. Uh, I think they, they lowered the XP requirement for leveling though. Right. They made, they, they made, season two was a lot quicker than season one. They did, yes. But the, between my three characters, I may be using, 
three hero powers that are like shared between two of my three characters. Like they're not all using the same powers. There's definitely well, there was a ton of powers, so that that yes, somewhere somewhere obviously class specific. So somewhere this is going to be good for so and so. Right, but like it's not like all three of my characters are using the same like one or two powers. Like my druid and my necromancer, I know share share two powers in common, but my sorcerer doesn't use any powers that my other two do. And now I they all, each each character collects it individually, right? It isn't like you share a pool. You you have to re acquire the vampire powers and you have to re-level them but all of the potent blood well all the season stuff the potent blood the keys and the blood lures that is shared between the three characters oh, okay so i was you know when i fired up my sorcerer i was able i had 20 some thousand potent blood from running on my uh oh so you were just able to buy yeah, I was able to hours and level them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, it was just you know getting the powers that you don't get from the random roll. The, the one thing that annoyed me about all of that was it was very slow to click, 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 click. You know, through twenty-five point increments. Yeah, they will need. If you some... have a ton of potent blood, that's going to be a half hour of you not even paying attention, just hitting hitting a button over and over. Yes, yes, that that is exactly how I handled it. Because I mean, I was like waiting for that pop up to disappear so I could see if the one it was covering up was one of the ones I was using, whether or not I wanted to level that. And then after a while, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, I mean. With, once I, I I was paying attention for about the first half of the vampire powers on my sorcerer, and it just got to a point where I was like, oh, I have enough potent blood, I can just take them all to level three right now. So it was literally uh, X circle, X circle as fast as I could, because it would just level whatever the first power was, and I just got them all up, and then I'm like, okay, got to go get some more powers, and then I'll level those up. I I do hope Same. that they kind of correct some of that with the next season, but I just, I don't know. I The pet thing just really... Yeah. Doesn't appeal? Yeah. It's going to happen. I'll happen. see. Yeah. Right it's now I'm kind of married to Baldur's Gate, so it's gonna have to be like so non immersion breaking that it doesn't matter, or it's gonna have to be so fucking cool that I actually give a sh that they can't like half ass this. 
Okay. I'd, I'm just not, I'm not a pet class kind of person. Well, is it a pet, like a cutie little thing that's following you around? Or is it a pet like, you know. It's a, com- it's a combat the, pet. One of the uh, existing monsters in the world now no, tags along with you. It's a clockwork construct thing. Do you get to choose what shape it is, or do you get to choose any aspect of it? Don't know yet. Okay. Yes, that'll be a deciding factor for a lot of people, I imagine. Yeah. Do I have any agency in this, or right. is it just this thing that's going to be there? Yeah. I will say, I am really happy with the aesthetic I've been able to get for my sorcerer or for my necromancer. Uh, I, I do like the aesthetic I've put together for them better than my sorcerer or druid. Uh, there's the fool's chat. Are you sending us a, a peak shower? I, yeah, I logged back to the character selection screen and snapped a pick. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 says necromancer. Right. That's Is right. that a mask or something she's wearing? It's the helmet. Okay. Does it make you look like a, a bleach skull? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I did was choose gray on the color palette. Cool. Yeah, that that definitely uh, works. I I usually hide the helmet. Um, I drew it. Uh, no, that's 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 not correct because uh, I like the hood that my uh, rogue had, and my druid had that. It wasn't even a legendary helm or what. I just like the look of that one with the big elk horns on it. Yeah. I'm I I I'm the guy in World of Warcraft who would use not the optimal staff or shoulders on my character because they looked better than the ones that were supposed to be best. I mean now, now you can change that kind of thing, but yeah, when, know, when back they, in the day, when they introduced transmogging, I famously uh, went out of my way to get some old gear. Yeah, yeah, I always wanted to go uh, Burning Crusade and do that one raid to get the priests uh, set with the wings on the shoulders. Mm, yeah, I always thought that was cool. A tier two or whatever it was. It was tier five. Was it? Was that high? Oh yeah, I guess Burning Crusade would be higher than two. Right. Yeah, that, that was that was cool. And Burning Crusade had some cool sets because that was the Necromancer set with the spikes and chains and skulls, right? 
tomorrow. No. I think it was the Necromancer set. From, uh, or the Warlock set. Tier 5 had the... Had that weird tentacle kind of, uh, I want to say Beetlejuice-looking tentacles. Not for Priest. No, for Warlock. Oh. Well, you said Priest. I did. The, I knew where that was. Uh, let's see. So... Tier one has the spiky tendrils on the shoulders. Uh, tier two had the like weird lion heads. Yeah. So one with the blue face is is. Not cool, but the the one the the picture I'm looking at it looks like a gnome's wearing it. It's like a black hood. And it's got the burning skulls on it and the spikes on the shoulders. That one was cool looking. Yeah, some of these uh, uh, tier five is uh, that one. Yeah, tier three was uh, when I was talking about with the weird horns and look like tentacles. Yeah. And then the, the one with the bat wings is the one you got from the castle, right? From yes. The, the last raid. Yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft. Some days I remember how much fun it was, and then I remember all the hours it took to get to that fun. Yeah. And I wasn't a completionist. I wasn't the ones, you know, who wanted to run all the raids. I just wanted to get a guy to the level. Usually I was chasing a specific ability I wanted to be able to do on a certain character. Like I wanted the flying mount for the druid or the, the, Flying form for the druid. I wanted uh, um, I can't remember any of the stuff. See, I wanted the flying form, but just so they could pick herbs and mine ores better. Yes, yes. For the market. We we I remember the World of Warcraft game you played. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we all do. Yes. <clears throat> My uh my main had a cool horde chopper for it. Mm-hmm. Which was a shame because my main was the druid and I rarely used them out. <laughs> uh, oh, you can basically just buy gold directly from wizards or, or um, blizzard. blizzard. Yeah. Oh, they killed the gold farming market, didn't they? So, like, so what happens is you buy your... Um, you can buy a month worth of time, like your every year monthly subscription, mm-hmm. and then you can sell that for a set amount on the auction house every time. And it's always whatever the amount is they've declared; it's the same amount every time. So, 
anybody that made enough money can basically use that money to pay for their next month's of playtime. And anybody who wants to just pay extra money can sell those to those people for gold. Yep. So you could buy a bunch and just sell them for because it's at a set fixed price by the game. And everybody sells it for that price at that time, and then they go up over time. But, you know, if it's 1.5 million gold or whatever, you show up, and however many times you pay that 15 bucks, you get 1.5 million gold. But you're selling it to another player who's trading in the gold that they spent all their time getting to be able to not have to pay real money for their next month. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a fair system. It is. I mean, I have. If, uh, if you put in the time, you get to play for free. Right. Well, we have a friend who is now. That's that's how they play. They play completely free, but they have they have uh, been working diligently to master the auction house in true Dylan fashion. Uh, I could be good at that. Yeah. Huh? Well, you had like several people working for you, right? Picking herbs, selling to them, and you would pay them. You didn't pick all those herbs. No, I just bought them on the auction house. I didn't. I didn't have anybody directly that was working with me. Oh, I thought you had people like sending you mails full of herbs and stuff. No, I just bought all that on the auction house. But they had a bunch of apps and, you know, add-ons that would basically, like, alert me that, hey, a bunch of this stuff is in the auction house for below market. And then I'd go pick it up. But it would, like, basically do, like, a best deal scan based on recent pricing that other players have reported. Once you, like, log on and scan the auction house a couple of times, it'll start building up a database. And then you buy whatever's at a discount to use to make whatever else is you were selling in place. You were selling uh, the glyphs, right? Mm-hmm. I made or, a couple of million just off glyphs. And they were just a perishable thing that people would swap in depending on what task they were going to do or what fight they were going up against, right? Right. I mean, they were kind of perishable. They would stick around if you didn't need to change them, but... Yeah, but if you needed to swap in and out, like, like right. I, these three are static, but these two always change. So I got to have a backpack full of that one I want, or those two I want to switch back and forth. Yep. I mean, even in the capacity of rating that lurkers did, we we definitely had times when we were switching glyphs for progression. Well, it's whatever advantage you get. I mean, I remember trying to do some of those raids, and uh, if you weren't careful, like I wasn't, and stepped in the wrong shit, you know, that was a wipe. If you had something that lets you resist that a little bit. Well, you're also paying for the different potions and buffs and things like that that sometimes are super expensive, like... If you're already paying for that and showing up, you're not going to blink at having to pay a little extra for some glyphs and some other stuff because yeah, expensive to raid. Right. 
What was the what was the boss where it was basically just a floor with a bunch of mouths and eyes? Uh, Cthun, Yogg-Saron. I think it was Yogg-Saron. That sounds familiar. Uh, Yogg was in Warithrand. I think Ulduar was my favorite. Yeah. That place just looked cool. It did. It did indeed. I did not like the tank battle at the beginning. I was never, yeah. I was never good at it. Never really understood it. I just went where Tim t told me to go. <laughs> yeah. Did what Tim told me to do. Yeah. And then he would make up for the fact that I was doing it shitty. I miss him. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. I had a lot of fun when we were doing uh, the Lich King bosses and tanking with him. Yeah. That was, that was fun. But I think it was Ulduar and there that I pissed him off the most, I think. Yeah, he was pretty easy to piss off. Yeah. I, I did something in Ulduar I pulled another pack or something. And Probably. Tried to tank it with by switching to bear. And he was mad because I pulled the next group without being ready for it. I'm sure he got over it. Eh. He usually didn't complain to me. I, I would hear about it later from you. <laughs> Tim was ready to rip you a new one. I mean, he was ready to rip everyone a new one at some point, including me. It was funny. Uh, there, there was a point in time where uh, Tim didn't want me as his co-tank in raids. Really? Yeah. Well, with, uh, Warriors were in a tough spot. Oh, well, I was just going to say, was it because what class you were tanking with? Because I know there was a uh, a time where not all classes mixed. Uh, kind of. Um, it was, I mean, the, the most notable time that he didn't want me as his co-tank uh, was when he came back for Cataclysm. And I had already switched to my death knight, and uh, he was incredibly frustrated uh, with the ease at which I was able to, like, we're doing this fight, and there's ads that come out mid-fight, and he's like, okay, we got a plan to get these, and I'm, I already got them. It's cool. And he just, he felt like he was playing with one hand tied behind his back. Because he, well, that's the difference of him playing like an OG class, you know. Right. And you're, play, you're playing a, you know, latest model. Hey, we've thought about how all these other things work, and we got better ideas now. Right. Yeah, it, it was not his fault that 
Yeah, it wasn't a fair fight. Yeah. That I literally had an AOE or threat machine. Wasn't a fair comparison. How's that? Right, right. Like, I could just drop... Uh, fuck, what was the name of that skill? The frosty ground thing? It was the shadow ground. Like, you could put it somewhere at, you know, when it was off cooldown. And I would just, like, throw it at the door where the mobs were spawning. And, oh, hey, look, they just ran right over to bypassing the healers and everybody else. Which, when you think about it, is kind of weird. I mean, think about this from a role-playing standpoint. You throw down an effect knowing that something's going to come to a door that it's not open yet. And as yep. soon as they come through, they step in this thing, and they immediately know it's from you. Yep. That, that doesn't track. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, as was, far as role playing goes, that's 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 weak sauce. It is. Oh, yeah. So we didn't get the play test. Oh, cluck. No, and I said I something not. in the car on the way home that uh, we're going to have to set some time aside if it's going to be uh, hitting its uh, necessary uh, milestones. Yeah. Yeah. So efforts are being made, folks. To bring you more chickens. And that should certainly be doable. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> uh, any uh, updates on the, in the intended plan from this weekend, that, or from this week that we were not able to complete let me check oh the monday monday project that got next yeah yeah So, uh, I was saying before we started, uh, any happy listeners out there that follow the strip, thanks for all your attention lately. Uh, it seems like uh, every time I see it online, uh, it's doing better than I thought it was. More uh, upvotes on Reddit or... Uh, Testing, testing, am I back? Hey, yeah. I didn't know you left, sorry. Yeah, my fucking internet dropped. You have that reliable internet. You think you think you could get decent service. Yeah. Don't you know somebody? 
I have Armstrong. I think they're based out of Akron, but or Pennsylvania or some shit like that. I got no inroads. <laughs> the girls were complaining yesterday, uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday, or I guess Tuesday because they didn't class, have class Monday. Uh, that it was so fucking cold, and none of the sidewalks and stuff at uh, UA were cleared, you know, completely because it was so cold. Uh, and why why are we have to come out in this stuff? Well, today Karen has you know alerts from the school uh, on her phone. She sends, oh, all the classes before ten thirty are canceled. Uh, so she sends it to forwards it to the girls. You guys got your wish, and Darby's like, my first class is at ten forty five. So even when she wins, she loses. Well. Yeah, but even then, like, he got to sleep in the rest of the year, or the rest of the semester. It wasn't you were doing anything, unless that was yeah. the only day. She didn't have early classes or something. Yeah, I don't know. Their, their schedules are really, I mean, they pretty much make their own schedule as long as they're getting the classes they need. Darby made the dean's list again. Nice. That's good. She's worried about this semester because this one she's actually has to do the teaching. Mm. She actually, you know, she's been student teaching. You know, she's in the room and you know helping out and having uh, kind of advanced tutoring sessions. You know, where she's gets a certain kid and helps them with you know one project or one subject. But uh, this semester she's going to have like the whole class too work with and I'm like well you wanted to be a teacher uh, I don't understand what the nerves are everybody wants to be a teacher right up until it's time yeah you know, every time I think about that I think of all the times that I've just walked into my kids classrooms to like help out or do something and how terrible it was for the noise level in there and then I'm like oh yeah no don't want to do yeah. that yeah. yeah, it's definitely a uh, take command or it will be taken from you kind of, yes. kind of situation. Well, it also depends on it also depends on the grade level because Darby wants to, uh, I think the lowest she wants to teach is like sixth grade. So she wants like uh, junior high kind of thing six seventh eighth yeah that sounds terrible range yeah just when the kids are like real dicks you know and they're they're not big enough to smack them (laughs) apparently that's frowned upon now jeez my day yeah it doesn't help that the parents are getting real shitty with their Oh, yeah, it's never the kids' fault. It's always the teacher's right. fault. Yeah. Always in there arguing with the school about why their kid's not in trouble or this, that, and whatever, and get to school sick <laughs> all the time. It, it's, it's, so fucking, it's so fucking different. When I was a kid, if the school said something, I was in trouble. It, it could have it been, your son grew a second head today, and it, it talked all through class. I'd be in fucking trouble. Yeah, you know, because the school said it, and it, it was true. Yeah, you know, 
nowadays, you know, your your kid talks in class too much. Well, fuck you. He's got. He's not allowed to talk. Does freedom of speech not mean anything in your class? Right. He's your problem so. through the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. This is why I leave him with you. Yeah, it's a tale of two worlds, I guess. I mean, there was a time when I was thinking about going back to school to be a middle school math teacher. Uh, I liked math. I, I I wasn't always good at math, but I the more abstract stuff I enjoyed more. Algebra, geometry, that kind of shit. But uh, I know it was a healthy uh, amount of frustration for a lot of a lot of kids, and to be the arbiter of those, you know, woes. I don't know if that sounds like a good profession. <laughs> You've met me, right? True. True. Yeah, you you are the Satan. I, no, I mean I I truly enjoy math. I I like to think it's the only true magic. I I would uh, absolutely enjoy teaching, and one of the reasons why I would like to do middle school math is because. Uh, like the intro to algebra and the intro to the, you know, those advanced, you know, mm-hmm. you know, them. different ways to think, you know, all the training wheels. Now it's time to apply it. Right. And that's, but, but the cool thing is we don't need the numbers anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that's the part that, that I always thought, you know, I would be pretty good at that. At, at yeah. I, I, every time I see some movie about, geniuses or what or some documentary when that one where they were uh trying to study the black holes and, and i think stephen hawking was right in the beginning of it yep uh i think we talked about it before but uh it it just fascinates me to watch them just scribble out all this stuff and it, it has so much meaning yeah you know, i wanted to I, I wish now uh, I could go back and study the higher maths. I would have never survived when I was in high school if I went to college and had to take those. I would have flunked out easily. I just didn't have the attention span or the self-control or the desire to do any of that. Now it's yeah fascinates me. One of my favorite classes in college was uh, uh, computer and programming math. Okay. Uh, it was All multiples of four. Uh, no, no. That, that was a ram joke. Yes. Uh, it was a healthy dose of learning about uh, other base numbering systems. Okay. I can see that. 
this feels like one of those times where me and you start talking about uh, some crazy different way of thinking or documentary that we saw and we just ramble for three hours. I mean, it's turning into a real abacus measuring contest over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check out this slide rule. Da-da-da. Did he disappear nope. again? He's quiet. Who? Oh, okay, there you are. Oh, I'm here. I mean, we can get to D&D earlier. We could. I don't know. I, Sexually charged mathematics innuendo is really... I mean, that's the pinnacle, and we should stop while we're ahead. The pinnacle? <laughs> Man, that's terrifying to think of. But at the same time, we've been uh, two fools rushing in. <laughs>